Welcome to Med Spa Secrets. I'm Ben Chu. And I'm Jen Bullock. And today, we want to talk to you guys really about the lifeblood of any med spa, which is leads, new leads. And the concept of if leads can be bad leads or good leads. So, I mean, I guess really the first thing we should probably talk about is like, what is a lead, right? Let's describe it. Let's quantify it. So, what do you think a lead is, Jen? Well, it's probably anything that's coming in, anybody that's trying to come into the practice. So whether Mm -hmm. it's somebody who's looking at your website and reaching out, somebody who's calling the practice, anybody who is engaging with you on social media. If you're running paid ads, somebody who responds to the ad and says, hey, I'm interested. Totally. I mean, it's somebody that raises their hand and says, yes, sir, ma'am, I would please like to know more about this amazing (laughs) anti-aging thing that will take all of these years off of my face and make me super sexy. Please, please tell me. And they fall kind of into two sort of broad categories, as Jen kind of alluded to. There's really like your, your inbound leads, and these are people that are maybe searching for you on Google or like seeing you on social media and they decide to take action. They're like, okay, I need to, these people clearly have something that I think I want in some capacity. I'm curious. So I'm going to call them. I'm going to email them. I'm going to maybe fill out a contact form on the website to have them get a hold of me. Those are people that have reached out to your med spa to create a new contact. And they're now a lead for your med spa, somebody you need to follow up with that could become a prospective patient of yours. And then the other category are your direct response leads. And that's when you're actively putting out something in front of them, in front of their face, whether it's an ad that pops up on social media, whether it's a mailer that shows up in their mailbox, but you're doing something proactively that's getting your med spa, usually a particular offer from your med spa in front of them so that they can then raise their hand and say, yes, sir, ma'am, I would please like to know more. And at that point, you now have a direct response lead. So we kind of have those two broad categories of leads that are kind of the avenues by which leads are going to come into your business. When you like first started the med spa, like you weren't really super focused on leads per se, right? It was mostly like friends, family, community, word of mouth, which are kind of, which certainly aren't, can be leads. They fall into the category of leads, but I don't think you were thinking about it in that sense. Not at all. I thought I would tell people about what we were doing and it would be so awesome and everybody would just come. And there was a little bit of that. And then we built a website Uh because everybody's got to have a website, right? Because that's a standard out there. And so I figured if we had a really good website, that would be good. We tried some Google ads and it worked a little bit, but I didn't really know what a lead was. I didn't know what to do except for try and book somebody for an appointment when they called or when they Uh reached out. Certainly wasn't very good at like following up with them because I didn't want to like come off as desperate or feel like I was bothering them. So I really didn't know a lot about anything except for putting myself out there and hoping somebody would say, hey, I want to come see you. Right. right. But like then like you did that for a while and you wanted to grow more. Absolutely. More than what that was providing. So I think if I remember correctly, you be like, okay, so like leads are a thing. I'm getting some amount of leads and new business from friends, family, word of mouth, having a website, all yeah. of that. But you knew you needed more, so you hired an agency, right? I did hire an agency. And at the time, I didn't know anything about what the agency should be doing. And so I 
said, yes, I need help. And I paid them like $3,000 a month. And I was supposed to be getting leads, but I didn't know anything about what a lead actually was or how I was supposed to get them. And I didn't know what to do with anything. And so for four months, I put out $3,000 a month and I didn't see any return on that. Right. And like you did get leads, like you got contacts, you got names, you got phone numbers, all of that, right? But you didn't really, you weren't really sure like what to do with them. I had no idea. And they didn't really provide direction on what you should be doing with the leads that they were providing. And ultimately, I believe I heard you say something that I've heard a lot of other providers and a lot of other med spa utter the phrase, which is really kind of what this podcast episode is going to be about, but it was something along the lines of, and maybe this isn't word for word, but that I'm getting bad leads. Bad leads, absolutely. Because I thought if a lead was a real lead, that it would come to me and it would be hot and they'd be ready to buy. I think that's a conception that a lot of people have, and they somebody raises their hand via direct response or inbound, they're like, Yes, sir, ma'am, I would please like to know more. And then they are not just like a lay down sale. Yes. And they don't just buy immediately. And then a practice or provider is feeling like, oh, well, I'm being provided with bad leads. And there's a problem with that because there's no such thing as a bad lead, just like there's no such thing as a good lead. And ultimately, this problem falls into really the camp of mindset. And it is a, generally speaking, a lack of a trained mindset or lack of a positive mindset around follow-up and around sales and around marketing. And it's just so much easier to, instead of saying like, I failed to sell them. No, no, I didn't fail in anything. They were a bad lead. Right. Ultimately, if you don't like take it on yourself, there's nothing that you can do to make them not be a bad lead because they're the one that's bad, right? So like you have to be really diving in to learning sales, learning marketing data. You need to understand that like the vast majority of people need to see something about you or hear about you at least 14 to 16 times with different touch points before (laughs) they're likely to ever even say, please, yes, I would like to know more. And at that point, they have just said, please, yes, I would like to know more. They're a lead. They have not committed to anything. And that doesn't make them good or bad. That just means that it provided you an opportunity to make them a new patient and to convince them that you can actually help them. Because honestly, like in the context of how we're talking about with med spas and brick and mortar locations. These are people that have raised their hand. It's not like you just bought a list of phone numbers of random people from some agency and you're cold calling them and begging them to come to the med spa. Like that's maybe some med spas do that. I have never heard of anybody doing that. And that might be the only probable case where you might be able to be like, this is a bad lead because like somebody gave you a list of people that are looking for like car mechanic services and you're right and you're a med spa but if it's somebody that actually reached out to you that's like interested in an offer you've made maybe or services you have like there's a reason that they're doing that and it's because they have some sort of pain or distress or dissatisfaction that they believe that you can help them with so they're not bad they need help 
and right. you can help them. <laughs> well, and the other thing that I think, so for me, like I was really like, oh, I don't want to bother people. But at the same time, on the flip side, being somebody who has answered and filled out contact forms, it's all about like, if I'm interested, I am interested. But if somebody reaches out to me at a time where I'm busy, I'm still interested, but not right now, right? And so it's really about when they hit me, when I have the space that I am ready to sit down and interact with it. For myself, realizing that I'm busy, I, everybody else is busy, and even though I want it, you have to get me at the right time. I had to get really comfortable with that and be willing to continue to reach out in multiple forms, right? Because not everybody communicates the same way. I'm gonna do a text response or I'm going to do an email response. Uh -huh. If you call me, I am not gonna answer my phone because my ringer is never on. I've got a million things that are going on. And so having the multiple touch points is really, you just have to get comfortable with that and know that you should never stop reaching out until you hit that certain point, which you can talk about what that is, uh -huh. or somebody tells you to stop, right? Totally, and like the fact that you're busy, even though you're interested in some product or service that a business might be selling doesn't mean that you're a bad lead. No. Right? You're definitely a buyer. I know you're I a have, buyer. You I am a hyper buyer. <laughs> so like generally speaking, all of this idea of that like, oh, leads are bad or like this agency gave me a batch of bad leads or whatever is really wrapped more around false and limiting beliefs that protect the ego of your team or yourself because like when you're a small operation when maybe it's just you running the whole practice and and you're the provider and the the sales rep and the front desk person like you're the one that needs to be doing the follow-up and you're the one that needs to be making the sales calls but as you get bigger and develop a team and start hiring then those people are going to be doing those things for you but you need right. to make sure that they're held to an appropriate standard of follow-up mechanics and sales mechanics. Well, what right? is that? And like, we'll, we'll get into that for sure. But I do want to touch on real quick before that, that you don't want to give away all of your power. And I know I said this a little bit earlier in this episode, but I really wanted to ha hammer this home because this is super serious because if it's the lead that is bad, there is literally nothing you can do about it if the leads are bad, except for not get leads. Right. right. And then you are just not getting new business and not doing well. Like there's no amount of training that you can do to make them not be bad. However, if you take it on yourself and say, okay, like this person clearly reached out to me because they do have a problem and somewhere I'm messing up. I don't have enough sales training. I don't have enough understanding of persuasion and human dynamics. I'm not doing enough or the right type of follow-up in order to actually get the person when they're ready to talk to me about their problem so that I can then do all the sales voodoo that I need to do to actually bring the solution to them. And point in case, we, at least when I started getting involved with the practice, we track all the metrics, mm. right? And you might want to go back and, and view the episode about KPIs but we track our close rates. We know how many leads we get. We know what each lead costs us. We know how many of those leads convert into paying patients after going through our follow-up process. And I would say we went from being in the bottom 20th percentile of med spas Ouch. up into <laughs> the top 5% of yeah. med spas. 
by really owning that the the sales problems are on us. And then we can do things like remedial training, training days, bring in experts, all sorts of different things to make us better and stronger at follow-up at sales. Right. And then you have all the power. Then the ball's in your court, right? And then you too can close seven out of every 10 leads that you talk to, which is our average close rate. And like, you're never going to close 100% of all leads. Like that's just simply never going to be a reality. But if you don't take extreme ownership of the dynamic and put it all on yourself, all on your team, then there's nothing you can ever do to get better or to fix it. Well, and it takes a lot of practice. I mean, for me, like sales was not something that I was a natural at. I'm really good with people and I'm really good at what I do as a provider, but I had to listen to a ton of books and I had to get really comfortable with talking to people repeatedly, reaching out repeatedly, practicing scripts, practicing scripts. And when we first started doing the scripting role play, it felt so awkward and it was so uncomfortable. And I felt like people were going to think and that we're reading a script. And the more we practiced it, the better it got. And now if you listen to any one of the staff on the phone, it is so natural and it is the exact same thing every single time, but everybody has their own little flavor to it Uh and it works and it's comfortable, but you have to go through the uncomfortable stuff to get to the place where it is just natural. Totally. And like, we're not super, super unique in that regard. Other top performing med spas do this. In fact, Every single top performing (laughs) med spa, I can guarantee you, has some element of scripting, some element of structure and process around following up with and closing their leads. And they take some level of extreme ownership by putting it on themselves and putting it on their team, whether they're saying it or not, when they're providing sales training, when they're constantly focusing on getting better and optimizing the processes and rehearsing and repeating and really drilling in the scripting, that is taking ownership of the scenario and saying, you know what, we're just going to be the best that we can be. And we're going to be constantly training so that we can convert the highest percentage of all leads, no matter where those leads come from. And it's going to be us that it's going to be on us, right? Like if we didn't sell them, that's our failure to sell them. And it's okay to fail a little bit and fail a little bit like sometimes. Again, you're never going to hit 100%, but you need to take ownership and the ball needs to be in your court. And I can promise you, since we've been on like both ends of the spectrum and we've seen other practices that are unsuccessful and other practices that are successful, that like if you do the work and you do the uncomfortable stuff, you'll get the results. And it's really that simple. Right. Can you tell the people <laughs> what it is that like our standard follow-up process is? How many times do we reach out to yeah, people so, and what does that look like? I mean, like in in very broad strokes without adding another half hour to this episode, <laughs> to this episode and a new lead comes in, uh, process is for our staff to get a hold of them as quickly as possible on the phone. By the time they opt in online or reach out through our website, there's already been a couple automated touch points that are gonna hit them. So if it does take a few minutes or even maybe later in the day or maybe even the next day before a human from our staff has actually made that first human point of contact, they've already got at least one or two touch points from us. So they know more communication is coming and they are starting to already be indoctrinated with our messaging, our branding, our sort of flavor, if you will. 
and by the time they get their first human contact, they're going to get a call. And if the call doesn't go through, like it goes to voicemail or they just don't pick up, they're going to get a follow-up text saying, hey, this is Ben from Illum Aesthetics. I saw you signed up for special XYZ. We really would love to get you in for it. Unfortunately, it looks like this wasn't a great time to get you on the phone. I'm also going to follow up with an email and please respond back by either phone, text or email, whatever is the most convenient for you so that we can get you this amazing thing that you raised your hand and said you wanted to know more about. Yes. And then we repeat that process every single day <laughs> for six days yep. until they tell us, hey, like, please, love of God, stop contacting me. I didn't actually really want the thing I said I wanted. Or we actually make the connection and then get them into office right. for a consult or for the special or for whatever the case was. Yeah. And at the end of that sixth day or sixth point of human multimedia contact, if we're not able to make the connection, then they become what we call a cold lead and they move into a more passive but still continuous form of follow-up with things like drip email sequences, certain levels of automated texting, though nowhere near as frequent since we've already been texting them for six days. Uh, and then eventually you will see a good number of those leads when they're finally ready to take action because you're still following up with them, still communicating with them, they will then finally come into the spa and become a patient. Right. So in, in very broad strokes, that's kind of what our general follow-up process is that allows us to experience no such thing as bad leads and maintain a very high close rate on leads that lets us continue to grow to as a practice to this day. Yeah. So if you got any value out of that, if you're going to start following up with your leads and taking extreme ownership about it and saying that there is no such thing as bad leads, please hit that thumbs up or like button and subscribe so that we can tell you all sorts of more cool tricks and tips about how to run your med spa. All right. Thanks, you guys. Bye.